Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we have a guest with you. We are so excited to hear from. We we joke with her. It's her second time on the podcast that she always makes us a little bit afraid when she comes on with the information (laughs) and the evidence that she brings. So we all want to say we do not want you to be afraid. We want you to be informed and empowered. Okay. So the information that she's going to share is surrounding the border and our national security. In 2021, we saw more than 1.7 documented, this is only documented, 1.7 million migrant encounters. And in 2022, it exceeded that with 2.3 million. And so far, 2023 is on track to outpace both those years because October and November saw larger migrant numbers than the corresponding months did in the previous years. You guys, it's out of control. And again, just documented encounters. And it's speculated that these numbers are actually much, much higher. Christy Hutcherson is one of our guests who's been on us, been on the podcast with us before. She's the founder of Women Fighting for Freedom. And she's someone who has personally witnessed and documented firsthand what is happening at our borders. And she's been reporting on it. And just a few weeks ago, we saw her break some news we had never heard before. We thought for sure Fox News, at the very least, would pick up on it, go investigate, report on it. Crickets. feel like that's very strange. So we wanted her to come back on our show to share with our viewers the latest as this security threat is only escalating. As Christy will share, terrorists, drug smuggling, weapons, human trafficking coming across our borders, it seems like without restraint. So Christy, thank you so much for being here. Tell us, girl, what's the latest? Good morning, you power women. How are you doing today? Oh, good. Ready to be scared. (laughs) Let's break down fear for a second, because I think that that's really important, because even under, um, if we would have rewound before I get into the border, because I think that this is really important, labels matter and how we label ourselves, right? It really does matter. Um, I study the enemy a lot, and I think that that's really a very important thing for people to understand who the enemy is. We have to identify the villain because there's always a villain. Look at Disney. They always have a villain in everything, right? In this world, there is always a villain. We are battling good and evil, and this is a battle not only for the heart and soul of America, it is a battle for the heart and soul of your children and the next generation and the next generation. So that's one of the things I want to hone in on. I'm not here to make you fearful because I don't live in fear anymore. I have million dollar bounties on my head from some of the worst drug cartels in the world. They would love nothing more to chop me into a bunch of little pieces and send my body parts to my family, right? Um, This is real. This is my reality. This is my reality that I live every day. 24 hour security. Um, because what I do um, down at the border and throughout the world, and that is exposing the evil, right? The lies. So living in fear is not something that any of us should do because we are very, very powerful. Um, if you're a Christian, like I am, I am a, I, I am a sold out believer to my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, and not to the church. And I'm going to make that very clear or to any religion, I love my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I said yes to him. And I haven't been in four walls of a church except for speaking and since 2012, because I walked away from the church. I serve God, not man. But when we have that authority and we actually take our authority in Jesus Christ, you know who trembles at my presence? (laughs) The cartel, the devil, 
Evil trembles when I walk into the room and I step foot on ground and that ground actually quakes because I know what my authority is. And we are living in a time where we need to understand what our authority is. And the church has forgotten that, advocated their responsibilities. The border crisis, and it is a crisis, um, it is more diabolical than just letting in all of these um, illegals or undocumented aliens or the new one is they're they're now escaping their their climate refugees whatever the crap that the left want to tell you it is bottom line it's an invasion into a sovereign nation from 174 plus different nations the individuals coming over the border are 99.9999% not from mexico by the way the numbers are incorrect we're probably talking somewhere between the 10 to 18 million who have entered our country under the Biden regime. Wrap your brain around that. 18 million. 18 million. On top of the 47 million undocumented illegal aliens who are already living in our nation. Let's start compiling the numbers. The thing at the border and the fear, right? Fear again. We don't live in fear because what I'm going to tell you is arming you with power and that's what you need to understand i'm giving you power and authority because if you have knowledge you will know what you need to do to combat the evil and i'm going to give you the tools and action steps that you need to take but whether or not you take those action steps that is going to be up to you if you stay polarized and you do nothing you take this information and do nothing with it shame on you um we are charged with action and it's you either engage or you don't engage. That choice is yours. So how your future of your children and your children's children end up, it is in the palm of your hand, literally, at the border. And thank you, girls, for watching that live. Um, I'm doing a documentary series with his glory um, at the border. They asked me to go down there. I don't typically do this, um, but they answered. And I love Pastor Dave and I love his glory. They're an incredible Christian organization. And so we're doing that documentary. Hopefully that documentary will launch somewhere between April, May. We're going back to the border to finish filming it. And then I'm also going to be working with another organization, um, which I'm really thrilled about. And they knocked down my doors to get in touch with me. They're an incredible military organization group. Um, and I'll be giving more information on that later. But we're going to be doing some serious, uh, dangerous work at the border. Not that I already don't do that. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's get into this. So we're down in uh, Arizona and we're filming. And I'm riding along with a dear friend of mine, uh, one of the police chiefs in this in one of the biggest counties and at the border in, in Arizona. And we know that tunnels exist. So let me just put that out there. If you didn't know that tunnels exist, 100%, there's tunnels all over the United States. That's true. Um, you know, some of it's kind of crazy, you know, when you talk about some people going off the deep end with, you know, massive tunnel systems underneath Walmart and all that stuff. Not saying that there's not, but some of it's kind of out there, but there are tunnel systems 100% throughout the United States that are used for all sorts of really horrible things. There's tunnels along the border. We know this. But what makes this unique, what happened when I was down there, we have discovered by accident one of the, the largest tunnel ever, ever built and the most sophisticated tunnel to our knowledge to date, um, right under the noses of a very, very active port of entry where the Border Patrol are. And I'm going to break this down. And you guys interrupt me for questions, please. But I know we have an hour, so I think that this is so important to get this out there. This particular tunnel, and I'm going to explain to your listeners so they can visually see this. If you go to my uh, social media, this tunnel video is up on my, and it's very important that you find this tunnel video. I'll ask my team actually to put it up on my website. So that's easily, you can go straight to women fighting for America, WFFA.WIN. We'll put that video up. So this port of entry, there is a Mexican fence. And if you've never been to the border, that's why I'm gonna explain this. There's a small Mexican fence. It's about 15 feet high. Then there's a 60 foot berm in between like this little roadway in between, that's American soil. And then there's this particular sector has the Trump, what we call the Trump wall because it's like 30 feet high. 
It's got sensors, cameras, all sorts of stuff. This area has a gate that opens up every single, numerous times a day, because that's where Border Patrol and law, different types of agencies drive their vehicles in and out. There's a little building sitting in between the two walls where Border Patrol has um, a station, a little mini little station, and the truck is sitting there typically. Um, come outside of that gate, it's, um, Arizona is very desertous. So there's like this huge, massive sand area, blank space where there's not a lot of stuff. It's about a football field and a half. So if that'll give you a visual, then there's a street and then there's a, a residential community with a, with a wall. Okay. And that's probably another half a football field from this area. This tunnel went from Mexico underneath that area where the trucks drive in and out every single day, right underneath the noses of the border patrol, went underneath the residential community, took a left-hand turn, went to the far end of this residential community, and there was a house on the corner, and it came up inside that house. Mm. Whoa. Did the neighbors not know? Or, I mean, I guess, so are people just funneling up into this house in a neighborhood? So they Anything. take over the house. I'm sitting here thinking they must have taken over that house because that's where. Correct. Correct. That's typically what they do. We call these houses like our lingo is stash houses um, or, you know, this what we stash. They stash whatever they want to infiltrate, by the way, in or out of the United States. Mm. And we're going to delve into this because um, so this tunnel was five feet by five feet. We know this. Okay. Um, this tunnel had fortified walls, ceilings, flooring. This tunnel had a ventilation system. It had fiber optics. It had a rail system in it, electricity, water. It wow. had everything you need in this system, in this tunnel. My elite security team, Kennedy International Logistics and Services is the security company that I use. I don't typically tell you who they are, but I am because I am privileged that I have an international security firm that is next level. Like these people have done things all over the world in theater, outside of theater, they've protected and, and done some of the best of the best work in the world. Among other things that they've done, they have very special skill sets. One of those is they understand the tunneling systems and how do you mine and how do you tunnel? Mm -hmm. We are looking at this system and not verified. I will tell you that, but I'm telling you the people that we work with are experts in this field. So read between the lines. There is no way in this particular sector where this tunnel was built that somebody on our side did not know this tunnel existed. There's no way. It's 25 feet deep. Uh, the sensors that are there, the camera systems that are there. Heck, I have drones, by the way. We have military-grade drones. I can see 10 miles into Mexico when my, my systems are up. This vibration that would have had to have taken place to tunnel and drill that extent of a length. And how this time, I'm going to tell you how the tunnel was found. Yeah, I was going to ask that. And also, yeah. when did they do this? Because this was, is this yes. Okay. <laughs> this has all been within the last six weeks, seven, six weeks that this tunnel has been, since the beginning, end of November, beginning of December. We literally broke the story. I was down there the first week in December. This tunnel was found because they were doing some work on the border. Well, they had these big concrete trucks coming in. So this big concrete truck drove in and this is sand, right? This is not like a paved road. This is a dirt road. And when you go look at the video, you're gonna see this. So when the, um, when the concrete truck drove up, it has to um, stabilize itself. So it puts down the big stabilizers. Well, it was full of concrete. That's pretty heavy. It sunk. Uh, and then it sunk again, which is not usual. So Bortec, which is a special division of Border Patrol, came in and they started drilling. And then they started drilling and it kept going and it kept going. And they were like, holy crap, it kept going. So... Then what's really unique about this, and this is what really red flagged me even more. While we're there, because again, my relationships, uh, the, the police chief of this county, which is one of the biggest counties, and he knows the work that Women Fighting for America does. We are legit. We are always down there. We're fighting. We're battling for you, the American people. So they give me carte blanche to do whatever. He was riding along with me that day. 
So he goes and we pull up and they have surrounded and they've, they've got this little fence. You're going to see it on the video They're, They've fenced off this little area. There's a little Brown building. It's like a little uh, container and it's got a door and you'll see people going in and out of this door. Well, that door, when you go in, it goes down into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So this government, our government has sent in a very special division of Homeland Security, FBI, and scientists to study the tunnel. Hmm. So when I see, and they didn't want us to interview them, they allowed us to film because police chief went over there and was was talking to them. I was really surprised. They really can't stop me from filming because quite frankly, I know my laws, I know my rights and I'm on public property so I can film them all day long. But I'm extremely respectful. I didn't show their face. Um, I tried not to show the license plate of the vehicles, et cetera. But, and you'll hear us, you'll hear the talking back and forth between them and us um, on the film. Uh, What piqued my interest, and after talking to my team and assessing this, I believe they're not studying this tunnel. I believe, what are they hiding? What are they trying to cover up in this tunnel? What mm-hmm. materials have been brought in and out of the United States in this tunnel? And I'm not talking just about human trafficking or drugs. I'm talking about military grade equipment. I want everybody to think about Obama and Fast and Furious. And if you don't understand Fast and Furious and what our government did and the implications to what we did, and by the way, they're tr- now trying to cover that up. And Obama's um, administration, previous administration is trying to erase all of and literally destroy all of that past um, evidence. I don't know if your audience doesn't know that. But tell them, tell them what fast. I mean, just a real quick recap because I I believe some people were like Kristen and Amy and had their and I say this correctly head in the sand and did not know had their head in the sand. Yeah. So, so the fast and furious. Um, Obama's administration, Eric Holder, the DOJ, right? Department of Justice with Eric Holder. They made deals with our enemy cartel. They sold military. By the way, this is all, in my opinion, this was the most treasonous acts you could do. You cannot do this. And I, again, no one's being held accountable because the DOJ, all of them were up to their arms. And by the way, one of our own, one of our agents was killed by one of these weapons that our own government sold to our enemy, the cartels. So we sold all of these military weapons um, to the cartel. And they they came up with some bullcrap excuse that it was to take down and it was this operation, sting operation. People go look at Fast and Furious. And quite frankly, Obama and everybody else, when we get somebody with actual true balls in the White House who who actually uphold the Constitution and, and a new Department of Justice and um, uh, House of Representatives and Congress and all of them who will actually do something about it, I'm going to hold yeah. my breath yeah, won't probably yeah. happen. They should all be held up on treason charges, just like this administration should be. Mm. This um, and this isn't political for me. I don't care if I don't care if this was a Republican and some of them are involved in this. So this is about upholding our constitution and the laws of our land and protecting American citizens. Anyway, I digress. Go look mm-hmm. at Fast and Furious. I'm wondering what what they're doing. And I'm going to connect the dots here because when I start seeing stuff like this, I start delving and doing my own research. I started thinking about this three and a half hours from this location. Me and my team were driving to another location on the border to do more, some filming and work. Okay. We were riding along with a rancher who owns a massive swath of properties, 127 year old rancher. Like he's fourth generation. They've owned this land forever. Border patrol and agents cannot get to the border without his permission and getting on his property. So they kind of give him carte blanche, right? And he happens to be a friend of mine because, again, women fighting for America. I've helped him capture some of these people who are illegal, doing very bad things on his property. So he kind of likes me and my organization. So he was like, Christy, let me show you what's going on over here. So we got in the car and we're, we're driving his whole property and along the border. Well, while we're doing this, we come along where the border wall is again in a very small little community in Arizona on the border. This is an area where when me and my team personally roll up, um, we've been in stash houses here. We've uncovered a lot of stuff from the cartels. This is a cartel controlled town. I think within five minutes of me and my team rolling up the last time I was in this town, we were surrounded by 12 different cartel members 
gone with arms with guns right but of course my guys have guns and so they're they they always like show their weapons you know arizona is a you know open carry state so it's kind of like my gun's bigger than yours it's hilarious so they don't (laughs) (laughs) my guys i have some badass guys i i love my 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 security team they they really are amazing so i'm very blessed um so i'm able to do the work that i do so when we were driving along there was a border patrol truck and he was blocking the road from us being able to go down. Well, I looked down the road, lo and behold, the same type of setup that you would have when you find a massive tunnel. So they were exploring another tunnel three and a half hours from this other tunnel. Mm. So when I start seeing this stuff, I start doing my research and trying to figure out and connect the dots. And we are, and again, when I'm getting ready to tell you, this is just me connecting dots. We are going to prove everything you say. We are on a mission right now to do this. So we will follow up and I will stay on this trail until we uncover the evidence. And it may get me killed, but that's okay. I think the Americans need to understand the truth. We are praying for you. you. So- I started looking at what Biden did because policies always equal bad activity. So what has Biden done in Central and South America and Mexico in the last six months to eight months that would have an impact on a tunnel system like this? And what would be the reason to have this type of system? So what did he just do? Instead of making America independent with energy efficiency and all that, what did he do? He went to who? Our enemy, Venezuela. Communist Venezuela, who is literally controlled and money is given from two countries that are very bad countries. The first country is Iran. Second country is China. And the third country is Russia. Venezuela is beholden to all three of those countries financially. Why out of all of the countries in the world did Biden go to Venezuela and say, we're going to purchase your oil and your reserves to a communist dictator who literally brutally kills and and suppresses his people and starves them to death. Mm -hmm. We are feeding them. Our dollars are feeding this regime. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But then I started delving a little bit deeper. And I'm going to talk about this, and I made some serious notes because this is very important. Back in June and July of this past year, there was a flight that took off, and you can pull flight patterns and things like that. My team knows how to do this. You can also do maritime. You can look at ships, containers, all of those things. So that's some of how we do our research, and you can find out where these come from. There was a plane that took off from Tehran. Iran. It flew to Cuba. And from Cuba, it went into Mexico. It landed in Mexico, probably to refuel, even though it's sanctioned. This airline is sanctioned by the United States of America. Under the disguise, it had auto parts in it. Then after it took off from Mexico, it went to where? Caracas, Venezuela. It landed in Caracas, Venezuela, and it picked up some passengers. Then from Caracas, Venezuela, it landed in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And the only reason why we even know anything about this plane is because one courageous guy, Geraldo Millman, he was a formal head of criminal intelligence at the Ministry of Security and now is an opposition congressman to the Buenos Aires, Argentinian government. So he's a good guy. They needed to refuel, but the fueling companies, because they noticed that this is a U.S. sanctioned Iranian aircraft, they refused to air to to fuel this this vehicle, this uh, aircraft. I'm going to get into more of this because this is really key. The there was 14 Venezuelans on this flight and five Iranians on here. They've been seized with their passports and things like that. So this is how we know this. The person who was flying this aircraft. Not only was he a board member of, and I'm gonna, I, of the um, Fars Air Kashim Airlines, he was a senior ranking member of the of Iran's Revolutionary Guard, which oversees the Qud forces. 
This gentleman who was flying this aircraft, the pilot of this plane, also is known by our military and other governments around the world as somebody who is a gun runner, a military runner into Damascus from 2017 on. <clears throat> we know that on this plane, there was not auto parts. On this plane was all of the material for cyber intelligence. How do y'all know this? Like, how do you know what's on the plane? Like, how, how do you get that? Or maybe you can't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to say how, but you can vet this information. Right, um, right. You, you can search. I'm just curious. I was literally just curious. Yeah. You know, how do you know that they picked up We have a lot of people who we interview yeah. and talk with who yeah. have direct access to this right. plane and to, to what's the, what this is. Was it is. Mexican authorities that discovered what was actually on the plane since they didn't want to refuel it? Where was it discovered what was on it? Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay, that's By where this, Yep, that's where it was. So the interesting thing about this is the other thing that we started digging and finding out, we found out that CUD forces had landed in Mexico. Cut forces are Iranian. Uh, they're from Iran. They're Iranian special forces. Basically, they're equivalent to what our Green Berets would be or our Navy SEALs. They're an elite force. And they are working hand in hand and they've set up training camps. Guess where? And with who? Our cartels. Oh, okay. Sinaloa, New Generation, and a couple others in Mexico training camps. We believe they are creating a proxy army. And then when I want your listeners, and I've already spoke about this before, but again, you have to start looking from things from a 30,000 foot view of what's going on. Putin back in, I think it was March, April of this past year, re-signed an agreement with the president of Nicaragua. That agreement was to bring in more uh, military forces and more military grade equipment under the disguise of training exercises with the Nicaraguans and their military. China already has a massive stronghold all up and down Central and South America. They've purchased 40 swatches of land on both sides of the Panama Canal just recently, and they're building major, major infrastructure on both sides of the Panama Canal. They already because they give a lot of money to these poor countries, these third world countries, they control 90% of all of the, like most of the infrastructure and supply chain lines is basically what I like to say, into from Central South America into Mexico. And this is important because we get most of our agriculture and a lot of our supplies up from the Southern border. Then you look at what China has been doing with Trudeau in Canada. They have been exercising with their military at great numbers, by the way, and they're increasing more and more daily. And we know that there's already Russian and, and uh, Chinese activity along the northern border of America from military because we've gotten we've caught them on film coming over military garb over on the northern border. But nobody's reporting on this either. So when I look at all of this activity and now we see these highly sophisticated tunnels. Make no mistake. Make no mistake, and this is not speculation. We already know because I've already captured terrorists coming over our border on camera. We have the film footage, we have the pictures to prove it in the no man's land. These tunnels can be utilized to bring in not only more and more terrorists or army or military type guys or militia, they can bring in dirty bombs, small nuclear device, um, all sorts of stuff into these tunnels undetected and come up into that house, a vehicle back up into the garage, the garage door goes closed, they load up whatever material, bombing material, whatever they wanna do, put it in that vehicle undetected, pull out and they're gone wherever in the United States. And I want you to think about this. This administration has allowed purposefully this open border system to go on for over two, almost over two years now. How much weapons do we already have in this nation because of him? How many terrorists are already here? How many? How much material to build whatever they need to have massive impact of mass destruction against American lives and property do they already have in the United States of America? Because this is just one of many tunnels, I promise you.
on both sides of the border, by the way. How old are these tunnels? Like how long have they been there? Do you think, does anybody know? Has this been decades and decades that people have been utilizing these tunnels and nobody's known or our government's always known? Like, or is this just like a new tunnel system? I mean, do we know? Tunnels have been in existence back and forth from Mexico for a very long time. But when you say tunnels, they, they're typically um, smaller tunnels. Actually, one tunnel in, uh, in uh, Yuma was discovered a couple of years back. It was big enough to turn an F-150 truck around inside. So I was going to wow. say, like a tunnel like that, like you can see, I think about um, Raising Arizona, you know, <laughs> when they like tunnel out of the jail and they come out, it's like, Okay, you can see how like somebody could attempt that, you know, but these tunnels, like you're saying, that are five by five, 25 feet deep, they have cameras, walls, ventilation, electricity, flooring, like governments have to be involved in this because the average, I mean, even if the cartel has a bunch of money, that, that's very sophisticated, right? Well, I mean, money can buy you anything. So the, the, the cartels, when I tell you, and, you know, Sinaloa, New Gener, I mean, all of Nuevo, all of these cartels, they have billions of dollars at their disposal because of Biden, right? Even more so, right? In the last two years, they've they've literally made probably more profit and more money than they had in the last 10 years under these policies of this administration. They're bringing in billions of dollars a day, like a day. And explain, Christy, because I think the average American doesn't understand how that's working. That when you say under the Biden administration, they're making more money, help the listener understand why that would be. What's what? Where are they getting the money from? So despite what you're hearing lies right out there by the news media and, and even when you interview. So let's just take the human trafficking part of it, because they're making more money off of human trafficking right now than they are off the drug trade, believe it or not. So you look at all of the millions who are coming in and flexing into the border. So let's just take one sector, for example, Arizona in one little small little town. Right now you have over three, they're seeing upwards of 3,000 encounters a day. This is one sector, RGV sector, over 6,000 encounters a day. So when you start multiplying that 6,000, that, that's what, six, seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 just in two little small little sectors of 3,000 plus miles of border, Right. So every single one of those people who come over the border, whether they tell you they're paying or not, they're lying, they're scared to death. The ones that say that we're not paying anything, those are the ones who couldn't afford to pay the drug cartel, the financial cash, right? The actual physical money. So let me tell you how this works for them. And this is what's really disgusting because I'm going to break this down for your listeners. Yeah. Every single person who, who crosses the border, I don't care who they are. I don't care if you're an infant. I promise you every, and you can interview every law enforcement officer along the border all day long. Okay. They will all tell you the same thing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent of everybody who crosses the border pays the cartel. And if they don't, I've seen the dead bodies where they gut you and kill you because they control the border period. That's it. So, and I would, if, and I would love to show, I'll show you the pictures. If you guys want to see something graphic of somebody who is literally gutted, fresh gutted, while we are driving down the Rio Grande because he didn't pay the cartel. That's what your fate is. If they can't afford to physically pay the money, they are they have two choices, labor or sex trade or the well or the drug trade, right? They have to be indebted to the cartel minimum. Right now the minimum fee to cross the border is $7,000 per person. And you get three tries with that. You get a three, three, three shots. And if you don't get through and you don't get in after the three shots and you're sent back, then you have to pay another small fee and then they'll let you try to get in again. That's how the system works. So it's like a little conveyor belt, right? Yeah, money. So if they don't, they have to work off that money in those three areas. But here's the kicker. They never are free from that because the drug cartel know where their family are, if they are left back in whatever third world country they're coming from, Mexico, Central America, whatever, because the cartel's reach is worldwide. We think of them only being in Mexico. It's a lie. This is a highly, these are highly sophisticated organizations with world reach and implications. They are in every state in the United States. They're in every country in the world. They have operations and people set up everywhere. So they know where you are. If they don't do it, if they don't send back the money, if they don't work it off in the sex trade, they will literally start chopping your family's parts up and sending to you in the mail. Ask law enforcement officers, ask border patrol, ask ICE, 
all of them will tell you this off camera, that this is what happens. Promise you fact. I think this is so important for people to know the people who keep saying how bad we are with remain in Mexico or how bad right. like we are for not letting them we're come over that we're, we're not compassionate we're xenophobic enough. and racist so bigots. so I think that it's so important but people don't hear this because this isn't on the news or people can't talk about it or people are scared to talk about it or something whatever it is they're hiding it and then so that's where they don't understand that this is so much worse I mean I, I guess I don't know what they're living what conditions are living in there but I certainly can't imagine Having to have, they have being my whole life indebted, indebted to the cartel exactly. being worse than being free and poor in your country. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I mean, no, I, I, you know what? Every single person, I, you know, my heart, I've held the women and the children. I've personally, physically held them in my arms. <laughs> um, women who have been, and you know, I, I think there was this rag put out um, documentary by The Atlantic, which was a piece of garbage. Even the journalist who wrote along with us. She, she was, they, they purposefully clipped a whole bunch of stuff out on Shadowlands. If you haven't seen Shadowlands, I'm in Shadowlands. I think I'm in all four episodes of Shadowlands. Um, this was over a year and a half ago. And the, the journalist from the Atlantic painted me as this crazy woman, but I am hugging these people. But what she failed to say is this particular sector in Yuma, Yuma Arizona is the gap there's a berm between Mexico and here. And, and literally I had explained to them, this is what was gonna happen tonight when we go to the border. Um, you're gonna see women and children, they're gonna be running for their lives, crying, um, clinging once they get over here because um, even though the car they had to pay the cartel, um, but when they have to come through this section, um, there's also criminals laying in wait to jump them, rape them, do whatever to them, right? Or try to kidnap, if they, especially if they have kids. So exactly what I said took place. And they, I'm holding these women, there's five of them, and they were crying. And I'm like, you're safe now, you're safe now. And I remember her saying, I, I didn't expect that from you. And I'm like, what do you mean you didn't expect that from me? I have massive compassion for every single one of these individuals who are being exploited, by the way, because you're a liberal and your policies are the reason why you are putting every single one of these women at risk for rape, murder, and God only knows what else. I said, my compassion once they're here is to make sure they're safe, mm -hmm. period. No, should they come into our country and get legal status? Absolutely not. But that doesn't stop me from wanting to get them healthy, um, figure out how to help them, and then maybe set them up with an organization back in their own community to, or somebody to help them come over here correctly if they actually fit into the criteria to come into our country legally. Absolutely. We're not, we're actually more compassionate than they ever thought about being. Right? That's the thing, Christy. And I think that's a good point because that's what we're looking at in today's, in today's America, where if you believe in the rule of law, you believe in good judgment, you believe in wisdom, you believe in actual scientific data, that your compassion can be married to your wisdom. But what it does is wisdom tells you, don't let your compassion send your good judgment out the door that they need to coexist. And I think when I talk to most people, most conservatives, and I think that's a lot of my network, it's what I was raised in, they're incredibly compassionate. They are the actual doers and givers. To be honest, when I compare them to some of my non-conservative friends and networks, to be, this is just my experience. The conservatives are the givers, the doers, the servers. But they're also the ones that say, do it the right way, follow the law, Right. And the good sense and good judgment needs to trump everything else because that's what keeps us sane <laughs> as a society. And hey, so, I was going to say that. Yeah, it's just so this idea that people who believe in a wall and border control and that immigration needs to be curbed, which by the way, Clinton said he believed in, Obama campaigned in believing in. I mean, let's not pretend like only Republicans believed in border control. Okay, until until the Biden administration. And Christy, have you seen anyone from the Biden administration in, in all your time on the border? Have you met one person representative from the Biden administration looking at the border? Not one. And as a matter of fact, when I was in Arizona, Biden happened to be there and he he said it wasn't important enough to go to the border. And he was literally an hour and a half from the border. And he said it was not important enough on camera 
to go down to the border. They don't want to go to the border because they understand exactly what they are doing. This is this is all design. This is part of the plan. This is all a design. Mayorkas, by the way, if you look at Mayorkas, I'm going to break some information about Mayorkas. He was actually connected all the way back to the Clinton administration. Um, we're going to actually, you guys can have me on your show another time. And we're going to talk about who Mayorkas really is and the plant that he actually is to destroy this country purposefully. And he is a liar. He is a traitor to our nation. And he should be held up to one of the first things this co new Congress should do is remove this man from office immediately because he is a treasonous traitor to the United States of America, 100%. And he's, and he's lied numerous times to Congress. Our border is anything but secure. It is the most wide open border and not just on the Southern border, on the Northern border as well. Nobody in America right now, and I'm gonna tell you right now, none of you are safe. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in the most country, country is in the middle of nowhere, or you're in the most densest population city in the United States of America. You and your family are not safe under this administration. And we will, we are going to see major chaos and we are going to see an, an attack on American soil because of the policies of this administration, period. When you have people paying cartel members, and by the way, terrorists pay somewhere between hundred dollars to $300,000 for the drug cartel to bring them over here. One of those they, and they come in for, and you can always tell like when we're out there and working in the field, like if they're a high value target because they'll have um, cartels um, with big time, full autos, five cows, bringing them, by the way, on our soil, military grade um, guns on our soil that we've actually gotten videotape of and pictures of. Where's the outrage of that? Nobody's called me for these photographs. I have them. My team has these pictures showing the, this is an invasion, a military invasion where we have those pictures and evidence. Nobody's calling and ringing my phone. I can assure you of that to understand what we really see down there at the border. And nobody's come. I've asked, I've put out an open invitation. Anybody in Congress, I don't care who you are, anybody who wants to go to the border within this administration or in the Republican party, in our government, contact me and my team. We will bring you to every location that I'm talking about. And we will show you the evidence because we can back it up with what I'm telling you. So why do you think they're not coming? Like, I remember last year was last year with like Ted Cruz. Okay. He was down there and he's like, look at this mess or whatever. And then it's like, do, do, do. And then just moving on. You know, it's like they, it's just like, it almost seems just like an, an act, a show. It's like, we're, we're acting like we care, but then for like a hot second. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously on. nobody from the Biden administration's coming. We've had a few Republicans go, but it's, but why, why does nobody care? <laughs> are they, is, are they, are, are, I mean, it just seems like they're all in on it or something. I don't know. Well, you know, it's, a, I call it political posturing, right? It's all political posturing. That's all 90% of this is right. There's not very many who truly care anymore about our nation. And that's unfortunate to say, and, you know, maybe I don't get invited because I speak truth and they don't want me to call them out, but I do. And, you know, I've been told, Christy, you can't be, you, you, you need fundraising, right? You can't alienate people. You need money to continue what you're doing and nobody's going to fund you. Nobody's going to donate to you. And it's true. I don't get, I'm, I'm barely break even. I'm literally funding most of this stuff myself. I don't, I'm lucky to get, you know, a $50 donation here and there to keep me going. But at the end of the day, we'll share this. We're going to get, we need to get you some <laughs> donate. We will donate. I told everybody, I'm not going to sell my soul out because it might feel good to the ears of a donor or it might feel, it, it, I, I don't want to alienate a politician. No, my sole purpose, why I was created to be on this moment in this time in history is to serve my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And he has asked me to do this at all cost. And so for me, I have to do this at all costs and it's a decision I've made. And I'm, I have to just He's going to bring the funding in. I was so ticked off the other day. You know, I was watching Tucker Carlson and this woman who was down at the border filming these stray animals, right? These stray dogs. 
um, yeah, the illegals come over here. A lot of times they'll bring their animals with them and then they just dump them at the border. Uh, they leave them to starve to death, whatever. In my heart, I am I love animals. I'm a dog owner, right? I love animals. But she raised a million dollars, by the way. Tucker Carlson had her on. She's raised between 600,000 and a million dollars to help feed stray dogs and, and give them food, water, and shelter. Wow. I can't raise $50,000 to save 50 children from wow. from human um and you think that it would be the children that would make people pay I attention believe that, i believe that people would would donate more for dogs than children oh, i think the children is the willful blindness they they don't want to know they they intentionally yeah. can't wrap their head around it so they just can't they just ignore it i want to know like what so we're we're all not safe in our towns what like i know you have action plans what do we do what can we do as individuals and everybody listening to this podcast to First take action. And foremost, what you need to do is go to my website, WFFA.win, WF or re, you know, search women fighting for America. It'll come up. There's a take action tab on there. There's a plan that you can do every single day. Two, there's also a plan that says there's a tab that says battle ready. And I also did a New Year's Eve message called Battle Ready. Um, God downloaded to me, 2023 is going to be the year of the war. That's what God said. There is going, 2023 will be the year of the war. And when I say the year of the war, this is a spiritual battle being fought. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to put on the full armor properly, you will not be prepared. So the first and foremost thing that you have to do is put on your proper gear garb to battle. And so I, God downloaded this whole thing based off of Ephesians about putting on the full armor of God and every single one, I gave an instruction after the belt, the helmet, the belt of truth, the, the piece of shoes, I went down and I broke it down. And then God gave downloaded to me instructions of what you're supposed to do as you putting on your, your battle gear, right? Your warrior outfit, right? When we go into military, when our military go into a battle, we make sure they are from head to toe with the proper gear to protect them. We have to have the proper gear to protect ourselves in this spiritual battle. So battle ready. And at the end, I want everybody to understand something. And if you don't believe in God, that's okay. But I will tell you, it's the best decision you ever made to, to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and forgive you and, and follow his lead, right? I did that um, at the age of 24, but I, I I really didn't truly engage until three years ago. And I have not regretted it ever since. Um, we were born a warrior. We were born, first and foremost, we were born into a spiritual battle here on earth. But we were born a warrior. Once you become a, a, a Christian and you are a daughter or a son of the one true king, right? So we are giving you instructions on what you need to do. Then you need to get involved with organizations that actually are walking out and fighting like hell for the American people and exposing. We have so many little battles going on and that's what they wanted to do, the enemy. We've got our education, LGBTQ. We've got the drag queen hours. We've got COVID. We've got medical tyranny. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Food supply change, the inflation rates really high. All of these things are distractions of what the core problem is. You see, to cut off all of these other things, I call it the great spider web. You actually need to hone in. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to be looking everywhere. Boom, 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 like a pinball machine. Instead of zeroing in strategically on what the actual core of the problem is, the villain, right? That's what we have to squelch. That's where all of our effort needs to be focused in. And then everything else around that will automatically dissipate once we get to the core of evil. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm asking in even the elections and all that stuff, it's all distractions. We need to pluck out the head. Women fighting for America, our mission from this forward on is literally crushing the head of the snake. That's where all of our money, all of our effort, all of our time is going to be going to. And then we'll worry about the smaller fires after the head is crushed. And we'll mm -hmm. and we'll rebuild that 
and make it strong, but we need to go after the head. I'm going to ask everybody who's listening to this, and I know we got a little distracted because everybody needs to understand what cartels are. Everybody pays, they are enslaved. And if we don't get a hold of what's going on at the border, we have no nation, period. Um, 174 different nations. It's not just women and children. 80% of everybody coming over the border are young, single adult males of fighting age. And we can have another program about the camps that are set up and the training camps on our own soil. There's a lot to unpack. But at the heart of this is you, the American people, your listeners, what can they do? I'm asking everybody, everybody for the next 31 days. And if you can do longer, please partner with us longer. But I'm asking everybody right now to do two things for me over the next 31 days. A dollar a day to women fighting for America. One dollar a day. Give up your evil Starbucks coffee. By the way, they're a horrible company. They, they fund all sorts of evil stuff. Amazon. By the way, you're all literally funding the demise of your own nation and your children. Amazon, all of these companies, you're actually, you're funding the demise of your own country. But anyway, that's, I, I regress a <laughs> dollar a day. What would you do to save your world, our world, 31 days to save our world. That's the campaign we're going to be launching 31 days to save our world. That dollar a day is going to go to crushing the head of the snake. And we have a plan and we will be laying out that plan on our website. We're not going to lay out everything, of course, because you don't want to reveal your plan to the enemy. But I promise you, go back and look at our organization. You can go back and look at the tapes and the films. I've, I've got three years of it. You can listen to us being in the field. We are legit. We are the real deal. Tom Homan, General Flynn, they all endorse our my organization. Eric Trump, I speak with them. All of these patriots, whether you like Trump or not, I don't care. He, he, they are a patriot family who cares about this country. This isn't political, but we work hard for you. Second action that you can do, recruit one person a day to do the same thing for the next 31 days. Mm -hmm. Our organization, I, I'm a $0 CEO. Wrap your head around that. I'm a $0 CEO. Same with us. <laughs> I make no money. I take no salary. I haven't had a salary in three years. I don't even know what that looks like. I stepped away from everything that I have and have taken all of my money that I've saved with my hard work that God has given me the talents to do so and has put it into this organization to fight like hell for the future of your children and your grandchildren. That's reality. Yes. And I can back this up. My CPAs will tell you, they're like, you're still going broke. <laughs> so, <laughs> my children will even tell you. <laughs> like, no, I don't have any money. No, I'm just, because I was like, like that's, that's the reality of it. And so if you can do those two things, a dollar a day, I don't think that's much sacrifice. I'm not asking you to come and be in the field. I mean, my head is worth a couple million dollars. I have several bounties that add up to over a couple million dollars on my head. I'm just asking you to give a dollar a day to save children from being killed in these warehouses, their slaughterhouses for their organs to be sold in the black market. This is a reality. This is real. Every day, children are being slaughtered and killed, literally gutted for their organs. I mean, and it's hard to hear that. It's really hard to hear that, but it's happening. And I mean, it, it has literally kept me up at night. Like I have gone to bed just praying and actually just crying about this. Once I started learning this, literally just a couple of years ago, I did, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was the one when Amy, when we started following even Operation Underground Railroad Rescue, I don't know if you're familiar I, with I know them. Yep. And I love them too. Like that is where I started really learning more about like the human trafficking, child trafficking and all of these things. So I was like, whoa. And I didn't want to believe it. And and then you're like, you're, then you're in denial. It's like the stages of grief, you know? And, but we have to know, we have to share and we have to do something. And one thing that I want everybody to know, truly 
you are a woman of your word, you are action. Like you really are doing the do. You're not just saying you're going to do this. Like you're there. I mean, you're showing, you've got evidence with, like you said, with the videos. And it's so important for everybody to know that this corruption isn't just there. Like if y'all have even seen Project Veritas with their whistleblower, like they followed it. I don't know if you've seen that one, Christy, recently. And they basically showed just like what you're saying, how they're corrupt, even with the, is it the HHS, Homeland Security, right? Oh, Homeland Security is corrupt. DA, I mean, there's not one agency. They're all involved. So are the NGOs with Catholic charity. Catholic charity is probably one of the evilest. Um, The Mormons, Bethany Christian services, Lutheran services, Methodist services, they are all corrupt and they are all part of the human trafficking ring. So if you're giving Red Cross, I'm going to tell you guys right now, Red Cross is one of the biggest international money laundering organizations, bar none. I can't get into some of this, um, but I'm going to tell you right now, Africa and all of these other nations, Red Cross, I'm talking billions of dollars that you're giving and funding to the Red Cross go to third world countries and leaders, dictators who literally steal the money and they never go to anywhere, none of the aid. So if you think your dollars are mattering, (laughs) they're not. You need to give to real true organizations. And I I can actually name a list of true people who are doing what I do. And we would love nothing in in return, except for to to literally save humanity, like seriously um, save humanity. But you know what? It's like, we have to understand your voice, your dollar, your time, your talents, and your treasure absolutely matters. You have a purpose and you can make an impact. That dollar a day, I will tell you 100%, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to rescue children. We're going to rescue women. Children literally, I, I don't, I, you know, and I took my gloves off a long time ago because you need to understand this and it's hard to hear, but I've personally seen it. You've got children who are being not only just raped, they're being tortured, tortured. If I showed you a couple videos of some children actually being tortured, you would vomit. Mm. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we help to do. It's not just about uncovering terrorists. I mean, we do a lot of things, I promise you, with very little. We rescue the children, we rescue the women. We, we uncover the terrorist plots. We look at the tunnels. We look at what this our agencies are doing, our own government is doing, the FEMA camps that have been built, the military-grade um, complexes that have been built underneath this um, Biden's regime, right? And under Obama, by the way, because there was some land that was purchased when he was in office too, that now we have fortified places all throughout the United States. This is what we do. We can't do it without your help any longer. I need to have partners and together in a unificated way, we can change our world with a dollar a day. And, and that would be impactful. And that's the thing too, Chrissy, something that you said. So first of all, guys, that giving part is important because our government's not going to do it. They've proven they're not going to do it. Our three letter agencies aren't going to do it. Law enforcement, there's probably very good people inside law enforcement, border control that absolutely want to do something. Their hands are t- are tied so that when we empower the people who are willing to go put their lives and their livelihoods on the line to go and try to make a difference and discover what's happening and to help these people on both sides of uh, on both sides of that border um we need to that's where we need to start directing our resources and the second thing that christy mentioned and something that has really been pressed upon my heart. I want to speak to the Christian listeners. I know I have, and I'm really speaking to everyone, but Christians, I would expect you to understand what I'm getting ready to tell you. It has never been more apparent to me, especially, I mean, I've seen it for the last few years, but especially the last few months, I have felt the overwhelming sense that we are warring not with flesh and blood, but with powers and spirits and principalities. And if you, Christians, you can go, you can go read what the Bible says, about this, when, when Christy talks about the, it says put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I want you to understand for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is this, what we're talking about is beyond what you see. It is what you, many of us feel. It's you feel it in the air. You feel it. You feel it in your soul and your spirit. Something is very wrong. This is called spiritual warfare. The church has been asleep on the power God has given to humanity through him. 
to fight spiritually. And if you don't believe me, I'm sure Christy and I can tell stories where the spiritual warfare trumped everything you could see in the physical. And it is time, it is time to rise up, take up the weapons of your warfare, pray in the spirit and fight for your country, for these people, because it is so beyond the physical evil. This is, we're talking spiritual evil that has now descended upon our world. And it's been happening and many times, many of us don't see it. But if you feel that there's nothing you can do, that is a lie from the enemy that is afraid that if you step into your power, you will actually disarm him and all those all those evil demons. And if what I'm saying sounds crazy to you, I understand. It does sound crazy when you don't have the eyes and ears yet to really understand it, but pray for the eyes and ears to understand it because once you see it, it you'll never see anything differently. It's, it's, it's um, empowering. It's enlightening to be able to understand spiritual warfare. And it's important now, church, and those, you know, I'm talking to you, you know, your heart's probably starting to pound. If you know I'm talking to you, it is time to go to war in, in your bedrooms, in your cars, wherever you are throughout the day, when it comes to mind, pray, pray. And, 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 and that can make more of a difference than you will ever understand. Let's start giving in the right places. Let's make sure we're praying. It is our responsibility. And I had, I just felt so compelled to have to say that. Well, who knows church when we got Holly? You know what, Holly? That is exactly what where God wanted you. Because if you guys will indulge me, um, I will I want to read the the final step um because this is really important. And I think your listeners really should go watch the video. It's called Battle Ready, and you can find it on Facebook. I'm gonna put it on my website, but the plan on my website, it's battle ready. Um, but I'm going to read and literally God downloaded this to me, um, a hundred percent. And, but I'm going to read if it's okay, I want to read the warrior we are all called to be. And this is the last step. And this goes perfectly into what Holly just told everybody. And this isn't just for the church, by the way, this is for all of you out there. Yes. It is no mistake that you were born to be in this exact moment in history as a Christian, when you made the life-changing decision to follow Christ. You were transformed. Part of that transformation, even if unaware, was that you were born to be a warrior. Being in the family of God comes with a responsibility. What we do while here in our earthly home will decide our heavenly rewards. Yes, he calls us to pray and pray daily on our knees. However, he also gave instructions then to get up off of our knees and act. We have forgotten how to put on the full armor of God. So therefore, as a Christian, if we believe what we say we believe, then why are you living for man and not serving God? Why are you allowing fear to control your behaviors? We must live fearlessly. Satan is fearful of you. When you take your authority and suit up, he trembles in fear. What are you waiting for? God created you. He knows the date of the day of your birth. He knows the date when you will go home to your heavenly home. What you decide to do in between those bookends is what you will stand in judgment for. Revelations 12, what Holly was just saying, depicts a day when the invisible warfare in the heavenly places will break out in a very visible form. Verse 7 shows us who the enemy is in this conflict. And there was a war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels waging war. The archangel Michael and the holy angels are fighting Satan and the angels who rebelled with him. The battle is angelic, but they are fighting over the earth. Thus, the war in heaven directly affects what is happening here on earth. And we are seeing this manifested every day in evil. We are in the midst of an angelic conflict, a satanic rebellion in which Satan is seeking to bring this whole world under his rule. World Economic Forum, IMF, UN, NATO, all of these evil, evil, these are all part of the one world system, which by the way, will be run by who? The Antichrist. That means when you were born into the kingdom of God, you were born into a war. You, my friend, were born a mighty warrior. Are you battle ready? Because I know I am. Yes, amen to that. Well, we hope that every listener today learned something about what's really happening at the border because you're not going to see it on your televisions. You're not going to you're not going to read about it. 
We, we pray that there will be bold enough journalists to actually go down there and tell the truth. But now you know what's happening now. You know how to act. You know how to give. You know who to give to. That's, and, and, as, and as Christy said, and we'll put all this in our Substack. Christy, if you have other organizations that you would recommend, give them to us. We'll put those out there too. They can look into those. Now you can give and now you can pray. There's, there, right there, you got informed. You can give and you can pray. And then you can start doing something instead of sitting there wondering, what do I do? What do I do? Now you know. Go do those things. Go do those things. Thank you so much, Christy. We know you got to get on the road and uh, head back out today. Poor Christy didn't even get to celebrate Christmas on Christmas. She had to celebrate it late because she was at the border doing the work. So, wow. Christy, thank you. we appreciate you thank so you much. Her. We're going to have you back on, get more updates. So, thank you. From the bottom well, of our heart. God bless you, girls. And you have an invitation to come down to uh, Doral in Miami. Yes. We won't, we'll let Clay Clark make that announcement, but uh, love you guys. You guys are a great podcast. Just Think Podcast. Thank you so much. Women Warrior Rising Up. I'm blessed to call you guys now, my friends. Thank yes, you. absolutely. We will have you back on. Thank you, Christy. Thanks, Christy. We'll see you guys.